What is up, everybody? Welcome back. We have been talking a lot lately about this idea of the intention of the photographer, or as a photographer, what is your intention aesthetically for the image that you are creating? And this begins very early on with this pre-visualization stage. We go on to image capture, where we actually make the image, then we bring it in for post-production. There may be color treatment that's applied that is going to get you into the realm of this aesthetic that you have in mind, or your intention. And then finally, this gets outputted, whether that's either to paper-based media or screen-based media and that whole process is going to involve seeing that intention through from creation to output and in this video I want to talk about calibration and calibration is absolutely essential to this whole notion of the intention of a photographer because this establishes your baseline and it's what keeps things consistent during this entire process and for instance if you go into post-production and you have a certain treatment where reds are saturated a certain way well they may look one way on screen and you want them to look the same way when you output to print or JPEG for internet-based media. You want a consistency in all that, and it's really important. And I'm really excited because we have a sponsor for our video today, and it couldn't be more appropriate. Our sponsor today are the awesome folks over at Data Color. And if you're not familiar with Data Color, they've been around for over 45 years now, and they do color matching, servicing a number of industries, obviously photography and graphic design, but then they also work in the textile industry and clothing business and do with things like pigment matching and textile design and things like that. So anyway, they know what they're doing when it comes to color matching. And that essentially is what we're talking about in this whole process. And I'm going to show you two types of calibration that we're going to do here today. The first one is going to be monitor calibration. We're going to calibrate my laptop. And we are also going to do a camera calibration too. And Data Color have a series of products that they make that take all the guesswork out and they make this really easy for us as photographers. And that's what I'm going to share with you. So for the first one for screen-based calibration, which is what we're going to do, we're going to use this little device, which is called the Spider 5. And it looks like a little hockey puck with a USB cord hanging off the end. And what's interesting about the spider is you're going to see that there are two light sensors that are on here. There's one on the front and there's also another one inside when you take the back off. The secondary one is the one that sits against your computer monitor and the one on the front reads the ambient light in the room. And this is because there are two components to calibrating your monitor. There are the actual colors and contrasts that are coming off of the monitor, but then the ambient light in the room has an effect on your perception of what is going on with color and contrast as well. For instance, if you're working in an office space where you have windows and there's a lot of daylight that's blasting in all day. If you're editing in that situation, you're going to perceive it a certain way. And this is completely different. Let's say if you're editing at night on a laptop and you got all the lights turned out and you're going to perceive color two different ways. And so what's really nice is there's an ambient sensor on here. And after you've done the calibration, you can leave this plugged in, leave it set next to your computer. And this will detect whether there's a drastic ambient light change in the room so it can adjust accordingly. So what's really cool about this is it couldn't be easier to use. And I think the best place to do is just let's get started and I'll show you how to do a calibration. So this process is really pretty easy. First thing you're going to do is download and install the included software. In this case, it is Spider 5 Pro. And then once you have that installed, we're going to plug in the Spider 5 and we are going to launch the software. And so the first thing that you're going to be greeted with on the welcome screen is a small checklist. And these are those little things to make sure that nothing's going to stand in the way of the calibration that you're performing. For instance, you want to have your monitor on for at least half an hour so it's good and warmed up. You want to make sure there's no light directly hitting your screen, like from a lamp or something like that. You want to make sure that your display controls are reset. So if you have any kind of custom color temperature settings or contrast, you want to make sure those are at default and just set your brightness to the level which you're comfortable. Go ahead and make sure the spider is connected. And then you're going to say next. And basically this just walks you through. It gives you a spot on the screen where you want to place the spider unit. Once you place this 
on here, I found that if it's slipping at all, you can kind of adjust the monitor to tilt back a little bit just to give it a little more leverage. But once that's in place, it pretty much is automated from there. I do want to say there's a slight difference when you run this software from the desktop to the laptop version. On the laptop version, it did not do an ambient light check in the same way. On the desktop, there was one little step that I had to kind of be sitting around waiting for where it basically asked me to match the brightness of the computer screen to a specific tolerance that it sets up for you. And then once you've done that, it's completely automated from there. Basically cycles through a bunch of shades of red, green, blue, black, and white, and it is building a monitor calibration profile based on this. The spider is actually reading those colors as they're coming off the monitor. And then once it gets to the end, you just hit finish and save your calibration profile. And I usually name mine by date. That way I know when I created it. And this is really important because it will also set up the option for an auto reminder on when you might want to recalibrate your software. So you might set this to one month or every two months. One thing you might not understand about how the way monitors work is that monitors, as they age, start losing luminance. And so what you want to do is you want to recalibrate every so often, and I do mine once a month, but recalibrating helps and it ensures that you have that baseline established and the reds that you see on the screen are the reds that are going to come off the printer or the blue saturation is going to match the blue saturation on the printed page. And this is really important for keeping a baseline for all of the adjustments that you're going to make over the top. So now that we've calibrated a monitor, I would want to repeat that process with all the computers that I'm going to be working on. That way, if I'm passing images around, let's say I'm doing some editing on my laptop and then I go back to the desktop later, I want that baseline to extend to all computers so my colors remain consistent. That's really important because without calibrating, you're sort of guessing and guessing is not productive. So that is how you calibrate a monitor. The next thing we're going to do is I'm going to show you how you can calibrate a camera as well. Now, why would you want to calibrate a camera? Well, let's say that you're doing a photo shoot and you're using two different cameras. Maybe you've got a wide angle on one lens and a different focal length on another and your cameras are from two different manufacturers. You're using a Nikon, you're using a Canon. Well, especially if you're photographing something like artwork or a product where you want your your colors to remain very specific and consistent throughout the whole process, you want to calibrate to the camera so it equalizes all of that out, much like we did with the monitors. And the tool we're going to use for this is called the Spider Checker, which is this little folio looking thing. And this is actually really cool. When you open it up, it's got two sides to it, 48 colored chips in here, which allow us to match color from camera to camera very consistently. What's really cool too is these, are, these little doors that hold these chips in place are magnetic. And if you open one of them up, both cards do the same thing. If you flip the card over, you get a grayscale card. So if you want a really quick way when you're on a shoot also to just get a black point, white point, white balance reading, you can do that as well. But this is really super easy to use. What you want to do is make sure you're in even lighting and you want to take an image of the spider checker with your camera and then bring that into Lightroom. Once we're in Lightroom, we need to perform a crop before we send this over to the spider checker software. And this is pretty easy to do. There are four dots and they border the colored chips that you see. And that's where you're going to put the corners of your crop marks. And so once you've cropped that, it's pretty easy. If you've already installed spider checker software, all you have to do is right click on your image, go down to edit in, and you can send it over to spider checker software and Lightroom will automatically prepare the file, send it over, it opens it up into spider checker, Really the only adjustment that we need to make here is just to make sure that this is aligned. And so you're gonna see a little overlay with some little colored boxes. And those basically just need to, you need to make sure they're over each one of the colored palettes. And once that's set, there are three different types of calibration that we can do here. We can do a colometric, we can do a portrait, or we can do saturation oriented calibration. And so once you've had that set, you basically create the profile 
And you can send this back over to either Photoshop, Lightroom, or if you're working with a Hasselblad, you can send it over to Focus as well. But since we're using Lightroom for this example, we're going to go back over to Lightroom now. And if you go under your presets panel and you go under user presets, you're going to see that Spider Checker sent the color profile back over and it exists as a preset. So what we want to do is click on that. And what you're going to see is over on the right hand side of the screen, where you have the HSL sliders, you're gonna see that when you apply any of the profiles that we've created, you're gonna see those move. And that's basically how the calibration profile is created. And this is really important, especially like a use case where you've got two different camera models that you're working with and you need your colors to remain extremely consistent. So like artwork or product photography is absolutely essential that the product's colors look the same as they do in real life. And this is the easiest way to do it. So I would check these out. These are both from Data Color. I think that the, especially the monitor calibration, if you do nothing else, start calibrating your monitor and take this from somebody who spent years working on uncalibrated monitors. This is what will happen. You end up getting a really interesting looking edit and you get everything the way you want it to look and then you go out to print or you see it on another computer and it's off. And especially when you're printing, you'll go back and you'll try to make adjustments. Well, the blues were undersaturated, so you try to saturate your blues a little more, and then the reds were not the right hue, so you try and move those. Well, what you're doing at this point is you're guessing, and you're going to waste an enormous amount of time when you're doing this. And whether you're going for ultra-realistic colors or whether you're going to highly interpret your colors, you really have to have that baseline established. And if you're wondering if this is something I would recommend, obviously it is. In fact, I'd go beyond recommendation. I think especially monitor calibration is absolutely essential. And head over to Data Color's website, and you can see all the stuff that they have to offer, and they've actually given me an offer code to extend to you guys too. So if you want to get some calibration stuff to calibrate your images, I can save you 15% off your order if you use offer code TED, T-E-D, on checkout. So anyway, I want to give a special thanks and shout out to the folks at Data Color for sponsoring this video. And if you have any questions, please leave them below. I really do believe that calibration is absolutely the most fundamental part of this whole process. If we haven't calibrated our monitor, it's almost like you've got a filter between you and the computer and you're trying to guess and things are off. And I really cannot stress this enough. Uh, it is the one essential. And when you, here's another way of thinking about it. All the money that you put into cameras and computers and software and all the things, if you don't have a calibration profile because you don't want to buy an extra thing, I think it's a really big mistake because nothing else is going to perform at its potential. So anyway, that's about all I have for today. If you guys have any questions, leave them below. We're going to continue on. We're going to start getting into tools in software for color editing as well and various ways in which those can be interpreted. And I have some really cool stuff lined up. So I will see you guys in the next video. Until then, later.